Please note that the Dark Tavern covers subjects and content that may be offensive or disturbing. Listener discretion and parental guidance is highly recommended. Welcome to the Dark Tavern. Pull up a stool, grab your drink and listen to me, Ted, and my co-host, Lizzie, as we regale you with tales of intrigue, murder, mystery, fear, macabre, and the supernatural. Shaken up with a sprinkling of the random, interesting, humorous, and garnished with a little weird, wacky, wonderful. Grab your drink. Welcome to the Dark Tavern. I'm Liz. And I'm Ted. And we have got an excellent show for you today. Um, quick fact, we're starting off with the difference between a shiv and a shank. And the main topic is the story behind the Ouija board and possibly how it is in fact a parlor game. But there are some stories behind it which are rather sinister too. And then on to the fun quiz where I'm going to try and get at least one question right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, we'll just dive straight in, I guess. Yes. Now we are on to a very spooky and interesting topic, which I'm sure is going to bring up some interesting discussions um, and comments, play nicely. Now, uh, the pronunciation of the Ouija, Ouija board, it can vary. I say Ouija, I grew up calling it Ouija board. I say Ouija. Both appear to be correct, so you're going to hear both pronunciations, just go with it. it may seem like quite a spooky topic from demonic possessions to the ruining of people's livelihoods but what if we've just created a tulpa okay now tulpa we're gonna get into in a future episode Um, or a form of mass hysteria was there something to the myths of the Ouija board Well, stick with us as we present to you both sides of the arguments so you can make your own mind up. Now, I hope you got your drink ready because this is going to be an interesting one. Okay, so back to the beginning. Our first stop is ancient Greece, where apparently Pythagoras would hold seances, but this has proven hard for us to verify. Some of the first verifiable uses of something similar to a spirit board seem to come from ancient China in the Song Dynasty, about 1100 CE. The method was known as Fuji, planchette writing. It was seen as a form of necromancy and was a central practice of the Quanzhen school, but it was finally stamped out by the Qing Dynasty. The Taozang scripture allegedly has many of its scriptures that have been written by this method of automatic writing. Yes, automatic writing. Hmm. With all this talk of automatic writing, you may be wondering, where does the Ouija board come into this? Oh, hold your horses there, Lizzie. You still have a lot of ground to cover. 
A lot of these things are hard to research, and you can't just jump into speculation. From witchcraft of the medieval and middle ages to the modern age of Wicca, there are a lot of different ways to communicate with the spirit world, and before we jump in headfirst, maybe we should quickly check out some alternatives to the Ouija board to come up to date from the ancient world. Before the spirit board came into existence, most people would stick with the concept of automatic writing, but there were other attempts to commune with the other side which are rather memorable. From a pencil attached to a small basket, later that basket would be replaced by a heart-shaped planchette, a small wooden board on two casters and a pencil attached, to the more complex devices like letter wheels, but most of the other methods were tedious and we will cover some of them soon so keep listening. From table tipping to wraps, they were time consuming and less entertaining. Hold on, whoa 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 whoa, table tipping and wraps, sounds like a wild Mexican party, <laughs> just explain that. <laughs> okay, table tipping was a very strange process whereby a medium would put their hands on the table and they would get others to put their hands on the table and the table would appear to tilt oh. back and forth or okay. from side so to side. So either if it's a con artist he's tipping the table himself or it's, people, if uh, it's the ghost then the ghost is tipping the table. Or people are believing by idiomotor movement. Okay. Things like and, that. And raps? I guess it's not like Snoop Dogg rapping or no. a burrito rap. That would have been an interesting concept, you know. <laughs> hold up, hold up. I can hear Snoop Dogg rapping in the walls. <laughs> but no, it was knocking on the walls. Various different oh, types of knocking. Oh, okay. Sorry. So another attempt was a pendulum, which was hung above a plate with the alphabet around the outside. That could be seen as a proto Ouija board. Yeah. But, yeah... It was less of an entertaining party game for those watching, I reckon. So when spirit boards finally became a widely recognized tool for mediumship, a lot of occult and esoteric figures began to experiment with them. Uh, one noticeable figure was Alistair Crowley, but he did not seem to take to it very readily. Crowley was not so much a big user of the Ouija board, but he did have a lot to say about it. He first made his distaste for the board known in a New York newspaper which was called The International in October 1917, where he said, Suppose a perfect stranger came into your office and proceeded to give orders to your staff. Suppose a strange woman walked into your drawing room and insisted on being hostess. You would be troubled by this, yet people sit down and offer the use of their brains and hands, which are, after all, more important than offices and drawing rooms, to any stray intelligence that may be wandering about. People use the Ouija board without taking the slightest precautions. Looking further into this, Crowley wrote an article for the International where he explains to the user how to protect themselves from the evils of the board. There is, however, a good way of using the instrument to get what you want, and that is to perform the whole operation in a consecrated circle so that undesirable aliens cannot interfere with it. You should then employ the proper magical invocation in order to get into your circle just the one spirit you want. It is comparatively easy to do this. A few simple instructions are all that is necessary, and I shall be pleased to give these free of charge to anyone who cares to apply. So it seems that the use was widespread and both lauded and hated in equal measures, but I think we are now getting a little off topic. 
So now that we're caught up, we can now finally get to the story of the Ouija board. The most modern use of the spiritual talking boards was after the American Civil War. Mediums and spiritualists realized that a lot of widows and family members were searching for a way to communicate with their lost relatives. The spiritual talking board seemed like the best and most powerful tool. The most famous of these mediums were the Fox sisters, who we can say with heavy certainty were the first famous spiritualists or con artists. The Fox sisters were made aware of their talents when they lived in New York. They began to hear a rapping no, not yo, noise around their house and after further investigation, one of the sisters, Kate Fox, reportedly held a question session with the noise and realized that the knocking was that of a previous tenant who was murdered on the property. This was lent some credence when human remains were unearthed beneath the floor of the small cottage. They were the amazing Fox sisters and traveled around the US. They did not appear to use anything similar to a Ouija or spirit board, but what they did do was lay down the foundation for a spiritual frenzy in the US. Later on in their lives, all three sisters were struck with alcoholism and they were also revealed as charlatans, surprise, surprise, by Maggie Fox, who was one of the amazing Fox sisters. She revealed their secrets, like apples on strings to vibrate the floorboard and some loud toe-popping growth for the wraps on the walls. Yeah, the toe-popping oh, did not sound nice. Toe-popping, <laughs> I can't handle feet. <laughs> but before they were exposed, the news of their act quickly travelled around the states and the Fox sisters became celebrities. And we're talking huge celebrities. They were revered around the states. It caused a boom in seances, even stretching as far as the White House. With Mary Todd Lincoln, the wife of Abraham Lincoln, holding seances in there. She used to hold these seances in the Red Room to contact her second youngest son, William, who died from typhoid fever in February 1862, age 11. Also, there was a lot of evidence to point to the fact that Abraham Lincoln attended the seances too. So with the spiritualism movement on the rise, it was only a matter of time before the commercial side of the industry would begin to rear its ugly head. On May the 28th, 1890, riding high on a wave of spiritualism and with a hope to bring it into the homes of thousands, two businessmen by the name of Elijah Bond and Charles Kennard decided to patent a planchette that would be sold with a lettered board thusly inventing the modern Ouija board. The move changed the spirit board into a household name. Ouija brand still lives on to this day. The patent would eventually change hands in the 1960s when Parker Brothers purchased all of the patents which they still hold to this day. So now I hear you say, did Parker Brothers lock up the patents and hide them away from the world? Well, no. They unleashed a marketing campaign for the Ouija board as a great and fun board game for all of the family, priced at $1.50. <laughs> so now we can come to the meat of the discussion, can the Ouija board hurt you? Well here we will present a few varying views on the Ouija board and then you can make up your own mind. Reader's Digest Canada includes an article written on October the 6th 2020 which outlines some rather scary stories about the Ouija board and we are presenting two for you here and one opposing view from Harry Houdin. Abby. 20, Florida. 
Abby was in her room one night after playing with a Ouija board earlier on that day. As she was getting ready for bed, her computer screen changed from black to blue. It had turned itself on. She turned the computer off. Again, the computer turned itself back on. Anxious, Abby unplugged the computer completely. And then the unpowered computer started back up again. Completely unpowered. And it started up again. She buried the Ouija board in her backyard that same night. Yeah, that was rather creepy. And I would have buried the Ouija board too. Um, On to the next story. Page 24, Ohio. The first time I used a Ouija board, Page tells Reader's Digest, I was about six or seven, and I was with my mom and older sister, who was about 15 at the time. The family had moved to a new house, much bigger and much older than the one they lived in previously. That night, Paige, her mother and her sister were eating pizza on the living room floor since they didn't have all of the furniture set up yet. They put a fire on to ease the chill of the fall air. After dinner, her sister pushed her mom to let them play with their old Ouija board. As we were using it, Paige continues, a box in the living room that had some books in it literally flew across the room. Shortly after that, the fire inexplicably went out and their mother was so shaken that she took the girls to their grandmother's house to spend the night. That was a really eerie story. (laughs) It really was. And finally, here is a quote from Harry Houdini and his opposing view to the spiritualists. Harry Houdini. Houdini was an outspoken critic of mediums and spiritualism in general, but his thoughts on the Ouija board is and was very enlightening. There are millions of dollars stolen by clairvoyants and mediums every year, and I can prove it, Harry Houdini told the committee when he was able to speak. Conan Doyle is the biggest dupe outside of Sir Oliver Lodge. Houdini also took the opportunity to debunk palmistry and astrology. So we ask you, which side do you fall into? And would you ever use a Ouija board? Whatever your decision, you have to agree that the board does stand as deeply steeped in history, mystery, and a rather interesting end. Whether a family, parlor toy, or a gateway to the other side of the veil, you must admit this small board is very, very intriguing. Well, that was an interesting story. What do you think, Bessie? Yeah, that was brilliant. Um, so we still haven't really answered the question definitively whether the Ouija board is just a game or if it started out as a game and became a tool for the ghosts and and the spooky things out there to communicate with us. Okay, I think the writing was a little bit misleading, but I think the actual decision would be down to the user Mm. because whether you believe it or not, mm. it does seem to hold some credence. It does. To have some no, effect. I do, I do believe that. I do believe that in some situations that it can be used as a tool. I do too. I think it, you're right. It all depends on the person using it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that, yeah, that was really interesting. And, well... On to the fun quiz. 
Yeah, I'll get my brain muscles working, I suppose. <laughs> Okay, now it's time for the quiz. Yay! I like the excitement. Exactly. Did you like the theme tune? <laughs> okay, question one. Where did the peri peri chili originally come from? Portugal. Okay. I have no idea, but I've just popped into my head. Okay. <laughs> okay, in what modern day country was Nikola Tesla born? I hate you. Modern day country. I know this, I've heard it before. I just. Yep. Oh, Poland! Gary and Martin Kemp were in which band? The Doobie Brothers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no idea. But I'm going to stick with the Doobie Brothers. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Question number four. What was the name of the tower block where Del Boy and Rodney lived in Only Fools and Horses? Oh no. Love that show. Definitely wasn't Trump Towers. No. <laughs> no idea. Okay. Question number five. True or false? Michael Caine's real name is Reginald Dwight. No. False. Okay. Would you like us to go through the questions and the answers? Yes, please. <laughs> okay, where did the peri-peri chili originally come from? South Africa. Uh. Although it has strong connotations with Portuguese cuisine, the peri-peri chili was actually first grown in South Africa. Uh. So, in the Portu so, Portugal, I did kind of... I was kind of in the right... Yeah, you got the right idea. It was idea. when the Portuguese settlers came here that they found the chili. Okay. The modern day country that Nikola Tesla was born is modern day Croatia. No, bum. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fine. Okay, Gary and Martin Kemp. They were not in the Duke of Brothers, were they? <laughs> no. <laughs> they were actually in Spandau Ballet. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Okay, so question number four. What was the name of the tower block where Del Boy and Rodney lived in Unifors and Horses? Would you care to have another guess? <laughs> I have no idea. Nelson Mandela House was where they lived. What? Nelson Mandela House was the name of the tower block. Wow. I have no idea. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Okay. True or false? Michael Caine's real name is Reginald Dwight. I said... I said false. False. You were right. Isn't Elton John Reginald Dwight? Elton John is Reginald Dwight. 
Yeah. Michael Caine's real name yeah. is Maurice Micklewhite. Okay, now I understand why he changed his name. <laughs> yeah. I got one, I got one. Yay! It's 1 0. Yes. Yay! I'm so happy. So, guys, that was the quiz. I had lots of fun. I, I really actually had got lots one right. of fun. Yeah, you got one right. I'm so thrilled. That was a brilliant episode. I actually enjoyed myself. I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Um, so, next time. The main we'll... story we are going to be doing Night Witches and It's Not What You Think. And the quick fact is how did Thor defend the Ashir? And what's with his hammer? He did like to swing it. Okay guys, last orders at the bar, and we will see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.